0: Hello? Hello?
1: It's all around us. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Ro. Welcome back to Project Archivist. This week I'm going to be doing a found audio show. It's been a little while since I've released a new found audio show. It's been maybe a year and a half, two years, and just recently I re-released the Ann Arbor, Michigan UFO um, flap, if you want to call it that, um, containing all the old calls and stuff. That show got a whole lot of downloads, and I've also been getting a lot of people that have been saying, hey, when are you going to do one of those found audio shows again? Um Sure, I didn't think people liked them that much But obviously you do, so hey, I'll Do them. Um, Recently The shows have been coming off of the National UFO Reporting Center, specifically The Wendy Connors Faded Discs Archive Which are available on archive.org This was was, and still is An organization that you could call in It was a nonprofit one where you could call in and say Hey, I just saw a UFO or Bigfoot tried to sell me a pizza or Whatever your strange story was 90% of them, as you would imagine, are UFO Stories. There is 200 150 hours of this audio out there. I'm not entirely sure if I'm supposed to be using it, but I'm not making any money on this, and I do give full credit to Wendy Connors and the National UFO Reporting Center for recording these calls. So, if you want to come after me and sue me, I guess go ahead. You're not going to get anything because I don't got anything. Anyways, the National UFO Reporting Center, this is what's coming off of their website directly. The National UFO Reporting Center located in Seattle, Washington was founded in 1974 by noted UFO investigator Robert Robert J. Gribble. The center's primary function over the past two decades has been to receive, record, and to the greatest degree possible, cooperate and document reports from individuals who have been witness to unusual, possible UFO-related events. There is a hotline that you can call. This is still a working hotline to this very day, and the organization is still around. Robert Gribble passed away. He is the person that you hear taking these phone calls. He's got a really creepy way of saying yeah. Anyways, if you need to call in and report something, their number is 206 722 Three zero zero zero. It's got a 24-hour staff that is there to always answer the phone. They do try to send out field investigators and so forth. Uh, there's also an online report you can go to if you want to fill out, which is at uh, newfork.org forward slash report. Dot html. You can go there and say, hey, I saw this, this is what happened, you know, so forth and so on. It's now run by a different person. I really do at some point hope to have these guys on the show to talk about their organization. Anyways, what follows are three separate phone calls. Now, as I said, there's 250 hours of audio. A lot of these phone calls are very short. and A lot of them are, I was driving down the road and I saw a light off in the distance, or I think I saw something strange or whatever. So when I dig through these, I try to find find the calls that have something that really stands out and is really interesting or really just something different than what's on there. I also listen to see how genuine the person sounds, you know, and is their story different than anybody else? And if it's different, then how is it different? So we're going to start this one here. This is from 6'4, 1976 from John Day, Oregon. Oregon? I don't know. Anyways, um, all I know is that if you live in that state, you die from dysentery. Uh, Police report a man claiming to have been abducted by entities with four-inch black eyes and left on an empty parking lot. Compilation of three recordings. First, notification of the incident by the police department and conversation with the alleged abductee. This guy is a lot of fun. You're going to get a chuckle out of this guy. I guarantee this is a very unusual kind of funny phone call. Um, Actually, it's very funny. Uh, Call with John Daly Police Department by Gribble and finally an interview with with the police officer involved. So he actually talks to two police officers. He talks to one at the station, he talks to the individual himself, and then he does a follow-up call with another police officer to you know, kind of gauge what this guy is or what have you. And this guy is kind of like, if you were to take Tommy Chong, and put him in contact with aliens, and then have him end up at a police department, you would probably get this kind of a situation. I don't know if the guy's telling the truth or not, but the call is very interesting, and at times very humorous and very funny. You will get a chuckle out of this one. So let's roll with the call, and then I'll see you guys at the other side of this one.
2: Okay, man. You ain't going to believe me. I know you ain't going to believe me, but I just got picked up, and I got marks on me where they just scraped me and everything like that, and they sent me in a parking lot in John Day, Oregon, and what happens? I up a bar, and I'd like somebody to get the hell down here. I have a military record, and I have no such record of any scars on me where they scraped me, so please get the hell down here. And I have no such scars except for a tattoo on my right arm, and I have all kinds of scars now, man, on my back and my left forearm, and I do not know how the hell I got one on my left arm and my back, and it scared the shit out of me, and you can't blame me if it does, man. And I'm at the police station. No and, hey man no i know you don't believe me man but but what happened what happens these two guys pick me up in the middle of nowhere
0: who is this hello hello yes who is this yes, my name is bob gribble bob gribble right
2: you know senator john tower no i don't well he's a personal friend of my parents and, and they can that I ain't fucked up in the head or nothing
0: like that, and, and... Okay, would you like to tell me what happened? And who is this? Are you FBI or no, CIA or no. what? Right, no, we are a private scientific organization. Well, you
2: get your damn ass down here and talk to me. I just, I am not a fucking needle user, and I got all kinds of needle marks on my arm, and I got scrapings on my back and it has not excited me i just don't like it and i got set in the middle of a damn battered parking lot where i was not at and i do not like it and i don't know what happened huh? and i'd like to see a shrink and be put under hypnosis and find out what the hell damn happened okay hold on a second hey
3: Come
2: here. Hey, I tell you what, man. I've, 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 I've been truthful with you. I've smoked a little pot and I've drank a few beers. But, but this guy all vows that I ain't a junkie. Hello? Yes. Hi.
3: Sounds like you had quite experience down there. Yeah. So I don't know. You're. Okay,
0: I'll, uh. Well, you tell him I believe him. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What street did he live on? South Canyon Boulevard. South Canyon Boulevard. Now, uh, what is the best way of communicating? Does he have an indirect telephone that he can be called at? Uh, I imagine
4: if you would uh, leave a number here with us. At any particular time, well,
0: we could get a hold of him, and um, if he could call you back. Okay. Now, I'd like to get the name of the city again. John Day. John Day, Oregon. Day. yeah. And this is the police department. Yes. Okay. You need anything else you'd like to talk to again? Okay. I
2: tell you what, man. You talk to Senator John Tower, and you talk to. John Conley, and you talk to whoever damn well you please in Texas, and I ain't shitting you, man. And hey, I don't, I don't dig being set in the middle of the parking lot that I was six blocks away from to begin with, and and having all kinds of scrapings on my arm and shit, you know. Who is this? Okay, what uh, would,
0: could you describe exactly what happened right from the beginning? Hey,
2: man, they they had eyes about. What four inches wide, and maybe a little shorter than me, and that's all I can remember, man. Well, were you and, were and you outdoors walking? My or back anything? hurts and my arm hurts, and yeah, I just left the bar and I started walking, man, and and that's all I remember until I got set down. And some guys picked me up and I was bleeding from my back, and my arm. And I ain't no damn junkie. I'll guarantee you that. I smoke a little pot, and I drink some, I drink a little whiskey and shit, and I ain't that damn drunk, man, that I don't remember. i guarantee you that. And I am a good damn Republican, and I think John, John and Stanford Conley will vouch for me, and... Hey, man, I ain't excited or nothing. I just want to know what the hell's going on, and I don't dig it at all, man. I got scars on me I've never had in my life. And I've been in the United States Navy, and I don't like these scars on me that I've never had before. You got that? Great. Okay. Well, you can check my service record, man. It ain't all that damn great, but I ain't got all these scars that I'm not supposed to have. Okay, what time did this happen? Hey, what time did you pick me up? One minutes after two. Okay, about two o'clock. Two guys picked me up in the middle of the parking lot. And I was already about six blocks away, as far as I remember.
3: And
2: I do remember seeing a couple of guys. You, you don't, don't
0: believe me, you do don't, you? Oh yes, yes. No, you but don't it, believe yes. me. Well, he's, the only reason I believe you is because it's happened before. See?
2: No, man, you don't believe
0: me. Sure I do. Yeah, did, they, you see, did you they, see? Did you see? Did you see anything in the sky?
2: They, not until after I sat down and looked
0: up. Okay,
3: what did and you they see? They
2: were gone, man. They were already gone. Okay. No, you don't believe me, man. Where are you? Who are you? We're up in Seattle. Seattle, Washington? Right. Yeah, I know, I know what they look like, man. Hey, I, I'd be willing to take a lie detector test or hypnosis or whatever you, the trip you want to do. But I know I've seen them, man, and that's good enough for me. And, and I don't beat and, and this cop here can vouch that I've been stuck in the arm recently, and I ain't no damn junkie, man. I guarantee you that. Because okay. I don't believe in that, man. I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy, and I did not believe in being stuck in the arm, man.
0: Okay. How long do you think that you uh, were with these people? I don't know. Okay. What time is it?
2: It's about. Three o'clock by my watch, you know, up the bar at, uh, about one o'clock, so I was up there about, about an hour. Okay. And they don't believe me either, man. They think I'm a nut. Hey, I know you don't believe me either, man, but, but, you know,
5: nobody
2: ain't gonna believe me. I know they ain't gonna believe me, man. But 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 the needle marks on my arm and the scrapings on my back prove something to me, man.
0: Okay, now are you going to be uh, around town that we can get a hold of you down there? Yeah. How many junkies you know that
2: stick themselves in the back? Man? Huh? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, man. hospital. Well, like I said, I was a hospital corpsman. And I'd stick myself in the arm or the leg, but but in the back, I never heard of such a thing.
0: Yeah. You don't remember being picked up?
2: No, I don't. I don't really. But I remember being when I got sucked down, and I remember my back, my arm hurting, and and the two guys picked me up thought I was a nut. And, until I told him what happened. And they put you down in a parking lot? Yeah, a parking lot at a bar. Well, it wasn't that far from a bar, but it was down that vicinity. But I was six blocks away from there when it happened, see? Yeah. Well, if you know John Conley, you know, Hey, my people are good people, and I ain't no
0: nut or nothing. So. Okay, can I get the name of the officer on the on duty again? Before? Okay, hold on.
5: Derek.
0: Now, are you uh, the officer in charge there tonight? Well, yeah, I'm the only one on tonight. Uh huh. Has there been any reports of anything on the sky down there tonight? No, this is the first. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to it for a minute and then we'll see what we can do for him. Okay, here he is. Thank you. <laughs> what about
2: them people whose, whose car just quit in Long Creek last year, man? You going to be around in that area? I don't know, so man. You... I, I'm thinking about just getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, you want to get in touch with me, call Senator John Tower. In Texas, because I do not believe in this crap at all. You know, I don't think. I know you guys think I'm nuts, man. But,
0: but you know, it ain't that way. You know. No, you can't. You can't judge us because uh, <laughs> we've had too much experience along this line. Well, if you say so, that's
2: that's cool with me, man. But I do not
0: be. You
2: know, I don't be. De- dig being picked up and, and had an eagle stuck in my arm and have the pigs think I'm a junkie and all that crap, man, because I ain't that way at all, you know.
0: Okay, well, we'll get back to you later. Somehow we'll get in contact oh, with you. Oh, I'll tell there.
2: you what, man. If you want to get in touch with the people in San Antonio, there's a, uh, let's see, uh, I think you can get in touch with. he's with the district attorney's office down there. I've worked with him before. And there's near, there, I've worked with him before, and they're they're all with the district attorney's office see okay, and there's uh let's see he's a captain of the vice squad, and I used to date his daughter, so I ain't no nut, you and uh and I ain't really what you call a nut, man, okay. I ain't no nut, man. Hey, I know what happened, man.
1: In regards,
2: whether anybody believes, you know, I don't think that's cool, man. Okay, well listen so whether now. anybody believes me or not, I know what the damn hell happened, man. And and you know I was scared her in a son of a bitch when they set me down, man. And when and when somebody's looking at you with eyes about three inches, four inches wide,
0: man, it scares the piss out of you. Okay well this uh thing is still fresh in your memory how are you drawing sketches get this not down too
2: good i ain't a good artist but i could draw one
0: for but, somebody yeah we'll get it down on paper while it's still fresh in your memory and uh, we'll get somebody down there to interview you how's that how soon and uh that's all we can do right now but we will get in contact with you as soon as we can
2: well how soon
0: well, I'll have to contact some people tomorrow, then let you know. Do you want me to try and draw one? Yeah, get it on paper while it's still fresh in your memory.
2: How soon? How how quick can you have somebody down here?
0: Well, we'll try to... We'll get into that tomorrow, then I'll have to let you know just as soon as we can. Hey, man, I ain't even going to tell my
2: old lady or nobody about this because they'll think I'm crazier than a son of a bitch, you know.
0: Okay, now, we'll get in contact with you as soon as we can, okay? Okay. All right, thank you for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. The police Department. Yes, I'm calling for phenomena research in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to get some information regarding the incident early this morning. Oh. We had communication with your department about 3 o'clock. And what we would like to do is get the name... And home phone number of the officers that picked up this party. We would like to talk to them.
2: Okay, let me see. Uh, this was on that uh, UFO report. Right. Okay, uh, you're gonna have a hard time getting him today. Uh huh. Because he has got a uh, court trial in Eugene. I see. Today. Now, tonight you could.
0: Okay. If it'd be possible. Later. He will be off shift tonight? No, he will be on shift. He will tonight. be on shift, okay. Yeah. What time does he come on?
2: He's supposed to be here at 6. Now, it actually depends. The court is, uh, well, it's a grand jury. It starts at 1.30. So depending on how soon they get out of there as to when he gets back. Of course, now he flies. he goes pilot flight.
0: Uh-huh. So
2: they're going to be flying over. Now, you can... uh
0: Was well, he the one that picked him up? At the parking lot.
2: I don't believe he was picked up. Uh, Let me check my other logs here. I think he came in here.
0: Oh, he came into the station? I believe so. Let
6: me dig into the files here and I think I can tell you. Nope, I am wrong.
3: So did pick him up someplace. Okay.
2: I got five different logs here, so it takes me a minute. Yes, it would have to be. He was the officer. Yeah. Involved in it. Okay. Okay. And you said you were from Seattle. What is right. his name?
0: Uh, Phenomena Research. Okay. Uh, Could we get the incident number on that? The incident number. Yeah, you have an incident number for that particular case?
2: Uh no. We huh? use uh, I'm sure no report's been filed as yet. I don't know if there will be um referred to uh Friday
3: June 4th complaint at 2:38 a.m. Okay. Okay, well I'll get back to him then. Okay, you might uh call person to person for him that might be your
0: best bet okay thank you very much you bet right Bye. Bye. do you have a minute to talk you <laughs> bet okay i wanted to discuss this incident that took place <laughs> this morning i didn't have a time or i didn't feel like i could talk to you this earlier this morning yeah. because he was around right but uh who found this man to begin with
3: uh his name is and uh evidently this guy was sitting in the middle of the parking lot looking real wild and whatnot uh-huh
4: and uh he kept talking about they let him off there and all this stuff, you know, and he's really wild
3: and
0: he was saying all this at the, at the lot when he found
3: him, yeah, uh-huh, and so they they called me and I went down there and <clears throat> then I got involved in it. they kept talking about uh uh needle you know. Uh, like hypo marks on him and stuff, you know. Yes. And scars. And, uh, these scars and stuff to me looked like they were fairly old, you know. I see. And as far as the needle marks, I, for the life of me, couldn't see any. You think that he was hallucinating the whole Yeah, world? I really do. I can't prove it, you know. Yeah. But uh he, earlier he was... Uh, I saw him, he was sober, and then I do know that he'd been boozing all night, you know. Uh-huh. But, you know, stuff like that happens, flashbacks and whatnot. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. And uh, I didn't take it up on myself to judge him, you know, whether what happened or anything else. I just, you know, because I sort of believe in these things. Right. You know. Uh-huh. You're a pilot? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, you know, I I just thought, well, what the hell? Maybe you people, you know, could, could know how to handle him or something, you know. Because right. uh, and then after a while, he did calm down, and I ended up taking him home about 4:30. Was,
0: was he actually intoxicated when you found him?
3: Um, I really couldn't tell. I mean, you know, he had a heavy odor of booze on his breath and whatnot. But guy is so wild, you know. He's wild-eyed. Of course i uh, when we had him in jail before, uh, he put on an act of going off his nut, you know. Oh. Just to uh, try to cut his sentence short or something, I guess. I don't know. Did he say anything about going down to see a doctor today? No. I see. He did not. Was he bloody
4: at all? No. Not that I could see. I, I couldn't see anything that he was re- kept referring to except
0: for the scars. Yeah. Did he have his shirt on or whatever he was wearing when you found it? Well, he had a,
4: yeah, he had a flannel shirt, but it was uh,
3: unbuttoned and untucked out of his jeans.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And, uh, I don't know, I've, I've seen a number, number of flashbacks and stuff like that, you know. And this is what it really looked like, except that uh he, he was able to um,
4: recognize people. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he wasn't really out of it. Right. It was more like that uh he was just trying to put on an act of some kind for some weird reason or other, you know, I don't know.
0: Do you know if he has ever uh discussed the subject of UFOs before openly?
4: Not to my knowledge, but I'm trying to find out
3: from some of these people that was down in the bar with him last night uh-huh. if the subject come up. That would be very interesting. But you know, I mean, like I, um, I got, got to bed about a quarter to five this morning and then I got up at,
4: uh, what was it, about seven thirty. We flew to Eugene today for a court hearing and we got back about six tonight, you know. And I really haven't had time, time to run anything down on it yet. I don't sure. even have a report typed up and I do want to do that and send it to you people.
3: Well, we sure appreciate that. <clears throat> but I,
4: I really don't believe in this particular incident here because uh, he, he made statements like he got a finger wave and they kept specimens of his sperm and, and uh, he, they looked into his ear and they scraped, took a big long swab and did something to the inside of his throat and his throat was sore. and You know, I mean on and on and on. Now about him being a medic in the Navy, this is true.
3: And he did work in, in a convalescent hospital, I understand, for a while. Well
0: this is where he could get that background information really? then, right. Okay, well, if, it, if he shows up again down at the station, why, would you ask him to get in contact with us? Yeah. And in the meantime, we'll write him a letter or something and try to get a hold of him, but I'd like to get him back on the phone and talk to him again. And, uh, we took up a lot of time on your phone last night, and when you people get billed for that call, why, let us know. Well, we use, we use the toll-free
3: number. Oh, uh, I see.
4: Well, uh, what was it, 1-800-206 something or other. Okay. I can look it up if you, or do you know the number I'm referring
3: to? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. But we got a little notice thing, you know, that any sightings or anything like this having to do with this type of thing, you know, to call this number. And uh this is what we did. Okay. Well, it <laughs> looks like... Uh... Although, you know, just, just for the heck of it, I'd like to relate something that happened uh, it's been almost two years now. There was some people that were camping. We have a, uh, what they call a, they st- make a swoop down towards the
4: ground and then lift it off and then it vanished, you know. Yes. And uh, a couple of
3: kids from Portland came in and reported that. And of course, you know, I didn't see nothing or, and I, it seemed like, uh, it would pretty well light up the sky because it's not all that far, you know, like 13 miles. uh uh-huh. Kids. So I don't know, you know I guess I say I, I believe in this in these things,
4: you know, but I, I've never really witnessed anything.
0: Well, when you come up with a wild story like the one we got this morning, one has to be pretty cautious.
4: Yeah, I'll bet it. You know, I mean, I don't, there's no way that uh, I knew how to handle it, you know.
0: Yes. Because I was thinking about locking him up for the night,
4: you know, but still yet that wouldn't have done it either. So I thought that I mean, there might be something to it. And to let you people judge it, you know, I, I don't know enough about it to, to make any kind of a conclusion at all. Right,
0: okay. Well, we thank you very much again, and, uh, if he should show up again, why, well, have him give us a call, will you? Sure will. Okay, thanks again. You betcha. All right, uh-huh. All right.
3: <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly.
4: I mean, that really got out of hand fast.
1: So, on an interesting, unusual call. Was the guy high on drugs? Was the guy just really... Because he did mention that he was high on some kind of a substance, but did something actually happen to him? I don't really know. But nonetheless, again, it was a very interesting and strange call. This next one comes from 10 1975 from Second Tree Lake, Washington. Not much is stated about. It. The call is 8 minutes and 44 seconds long. Again, I've done what I can to clean it up and make it sound more audible and understandable. And this one simply states hairy creature observed shots fired that's really about it it's an interesting story these guys are hiking in the woods on a hunting trip there's a little bit of a hike to get up to wherever the heck they're going and then they see this thing happen it doesn't quite fit the normal ufo motif or whatever you want to call it but i still found it interesting nonetheless so i thought i'd throw it on here here we go
0: and how it led up to this and what you saw. And.
6: Okay. Okay, the first thing that happened, okay, if we took off, you know, up into the hills.
0: Uh-huh.
6: And we hiked the trail, uh, Section 3 Lake Trail. And we went back in, let's say, about six miles, and then it started getting dark. And we sat down and had a cigarette. My well, first time, you know, my friend Tom jumped up, and he wasn't sure about where it was. It was pretty fast that went up the hill.
3: Uh-huh
6: and it was a bunch of, you know, a shale of rock, this little patch of, you know, kind of like brush, and, you know, we sat there and just, you know, shrug it off, you know, you know what I mean, just kind of ignored it. Yes. And so we started, uh, after we got down with the cigarette, we started walking back out, and it was time to start walking out. It was just, you know, damn near dark. And so we got down with it about a... Uh, half mile to a mile, and we started hearing some, uh, I heard some twigs, me and, well, me and Junior heard some twigs behind us breaking, and we told Tom about it. Tom turned around and flashed real quick, and there wasn't that near, so we kept on walking. You know, we kept hearing these, you know, noises behind us. Yes. And so we, you know, just kept on walking. Tom was trying to flashlight back there every time we'd hear something. until we finally made it to camp. And we got down to the camp, and I went down and started a fire. And so I got the fire started, and Tom got his jeep seat out of the back in you know, and he started, you know, he sat down. And then after that, I took the, I had the flash on the hatch in my hand. And I went, you know, where he chopped some of wood off with this you know, old rock log. Yes. And I shined the light up over across the pond. And when I shined across the pond, I seen his greenish yellow eyes. They are kind of like glowing. And I yelled for Tom, and Tom came over there and he seen him, too. And after that, we just, you know, kind of ignored it and went and sat back down. And then Tom got back up about three, five minutes later. And he shined the flashlight over there. And when he shined it, he seen a whole body uh-huh. and green yellow eyes. And when uh you know, Tom shined the light over him, he you know, he seen it.
3: Uh-huh. And he
6: yelled for me and when he yelled for me Junior got up too and ran over too and we you know, both ran around the other side of the fire to look and see what this was and we seen it. And when we seen it, it was tall and it was about eight maybe eight, nine or ten foot tall. And I'm not, you know, trying to dream this up or yes. anything, but it was. And it was just big, it had shoulders, I mean, it just was, <laughs> what do you want to say, bigger than hell. And it was just, it was also, it was kind of furry, like, you know, there was hair on it, but it had, it looked like, it like a human.
3: Uh-huh.
6: And uh, so we, uh, Tom got his gun, he got the 300, and we had a 700. He fired the 300 six times in the air, to see if he could scare it off. And then, and he fired the 700, uh, he fired that once, because that's the last gun we had, and it didn't even work. He scared it off. And every time we shined a flashlight at it, it was shy of light. And so we, you know, the next thing after that, Tom said, let's get the sleep bags and let's get out of here. So we got the sleep bags. And just then, after Junior came back out of the tent with the sleep bags, a, I mean, an awful scream. Like, and it was just, you know, like a, I don't know, like a bobcat or something screaming. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, just after that, just, we just got paranoid and just took off. Yeah, uh, we were too scared and left the tent and everything out there. And, but we seen it, you know, the thing. And it was big. And was me and uh, the other two guys seen it, too. Okay, now, is uh, how, lo- how far away would you say that uh, creature was from you? Okay. I think approximately about 100 yards. But it could be farther, it could be less. Uh-huh. I'm not really too sure. You know, I'm not good on my distance that good.
0: Did it respond at all to your uh, flashlight beam?
6: It was shy to it. It uh-huh. turned away from it. I see. Yeah. And it
0: the was, beam Did the beam actually get
6: it? Yeah, the beam was right on uh-huh. it, The flashlight beam was. Okay. Yeah, because the little flashlight I had, it, it pretty powerful. Uh-huh. And I've got Tom still got in his jeep. And, uh, I mean, it was enough there. It was enough there to scare a person. And, and uh, you haven't been back there since? No. Well, we went back up the next day for hunting. I see. And we plus we looked around because the sheriff said he found little kids' footprints, little girls or boys. And we never seen those up there when we were up there hunting. Because uh, I walked all around that pond, Philip Jr. and Tom. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we never seen a thing up there. You know, a footprint. Right. Uh, uh, how was
0: the weather then?
6: Uh, the weather was, uh, during the day it was nice, And during the night I think it started to get cloudy uh-huh. I'm not sure I think no, it, yeah a little cloud a bunch of couple of clouds you know went over but it was still night out the next day uh, but it was you know cloudy still okay now during those hours of darkness did you people see anything in the sky uh, no we didn't uh huh okay about how long would you say you had that feature under observation uh I'm not sure maybe about 15 minutes a little bit more that's okay do you have any
0: idea when you spotted it about what time? Yes.
6: Uh, I'm not sure. It was after, a little after dark. Maybe about, could have been between 8.30, uh, 9:00, somewhere around there, or okay. 8.00. I'm not really sure, because Tom's the one I had to watch and everything. I see. Yeah, cause, you know, I don't carry watches. I broke mine. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
6: Okay. Uh, what is Tom's phone number? Uh, I knew it, but... Uh, the problem was, you know, I got ready to go hunt and I couldn't get a hold of him. He got disconnected. Well, it's not disconnected, he got a new phone number. Oh, I see. And I just can't get a hold of him. He was supposed to be in here. I told him to be up here. Yeah. He junior. Yeah. You know, my mom told you that, uh, you guys called earlier. Right. Do you, put, do you happen to have his uh, address? Uh, oh, I know it's on R Street. R Street. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about the name of the third party? Uh, it's, uh, I think his name is Jerry, but I called him Junior. Jerry. Yeah, I think he's, but he's from Push.
0: Oh, I see. How's that last name spelled, do you know?
6: Uh, I'm not sure, really.
0: Okay. Have you had quite a few calls on this? Uh, I've had uh, radio stations call me. I see. Has there been any private organizations get hold uh, of yet?
6: Not as far as I know, because we've been gone today. I went out and got the parts of my four-wheel drive today.
0: Now, are you going to go back to that area and get your tent?
6: Well, I got the tent. Ranger oh. got it and the sheriff did for me. Oh, so, I see. But we're planning on going back up there tomorrow.
0: Did they look the area over pretty good? Yeah,
6: they looked it over.
0: And all they could find was those small
6: footprints? Yeah, they found those small footprints. Plus, you know, our plate, we had a plate full of food up there. And it was already eight, you know, eight and a half.
3: Uh-huh.
6: And now the rangers on our, you know, pop cans, yeah, where we just you know, just left the away and took off.
0: Could you give me uh, as close as you can the precise
6: location? Uh, where it was at? Yes. Okay, you want me to tell you how to get get in there then? Yes. Okay, do you know where White's Pass is? Yes. Okay, do you know where the Titan is? It's called, uh, okay. You might know where Cl- uh, Clear Lake is then. Clear Lake? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, just when you go to uh, clearing, fall okay, when you turn off White's Path Highway, there'd be a sign that's saying uh, Titan. And you turn there, go back in, stay on the blacktop road, don't, you know, go off it. And keep driving, and driving, and then you'll come to a bridge, and you have to, you know, you'll have to turn. Yes. And follow that around, because if you don't, you know, the road straight ahead is all gravel. But I see. The road that we were on, it's all blacktop. Okay, now you follow that, and go up in there, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know how many miles it is, maybe about 10. It's around there. They follow that and you see a sign off the road that says, uh, Pine Grass Bridge. Uh huh. Okay, you follow that road up there, and you keep following, and the roads turn up to the left, halfway up, and don't take that road, and you keep going, I think it's, the uh, third road, no, fourth road up there, to, well, it's the third road up to the, uh, right, you turn in. Okay. And you just keep bearing to your right, there's, uh, another road, well it says section three lake. Just, you know, watch line. Oh, I see section that's where lake. you were at. Yeah. Okay, when you get up there at top, you see where we had our fire. And we had to, you know, like part two where the stakes were pulled up out of the ground in uh-huh. the tent. And where we had the deep parts, the picnic cable. Okay, just where there's a where our fire is, we got a you know, rock fit. And right in front there's a log there. And you look there's a when you, you know you can look out and there's a pond there and there's two trails leading up into section three like uh uh-huh. up there. Okay, it's the second trail over the shortcut one out. And it's in a strong, grassy area like. Oh,
1: this brings us to the last call of our show. This call is 20 minutes long. It is from 12-20-1976 from Millbank, South Dakota. And the beginning of the messages, that's another thing, these calls all have um, corresponding notes that go with the call number and so forth. This one makes reference to a previous call, and that call is completely unintelligible and unusable. It, there's there's no way I could save it. I'm not really sure why it was included with this, other than that this it makes reference to this and references back to that one. However, I don't think we need to hear that one, because this one is uh, far longer, and again, we can hear it, and it makes more sense. This is, sightings continue. Large optic approaches to within 50 feet of the house. Dog dies. Witnesses feel ill multiple witness event, including law enforcement. And I don't remember if there's a talk with a law enforcement officer on this one or not, but it goes into great detail about an object that's visiting them, um, keeps getting closer every night, just weird, weird, strange things happen in this one. So um, let's give it a listen, and I will see you guys at the end of the show.
5: Yeah, this is calling again, I won't take much of your time. Sorry, Paul, collect my budget. Couldn't stand anymore. This month. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, that thing keeps coming back. It's been back three times. Now the chief of police has seen it. One of the policemen has seen it. Has seen it. A friend of mine has seen it. One of the farm neighbors has seen it. There's, uh, my parents have seen it. And the other night it was right between the barn and the hog house again, and it was the same big ball of light. And it's something else. <laughs>
0: What in the deal is that out there in the way
5: surface features that would attract that? I don't know, sir. We have a big barn out here. My father was just trying to consider some different things. We have a big barn out here. It's 40 by 80, and it's got an all-steel silo inside of it. You can't see it from the outside, but it's an all-steel silo on the interior of it. We also have a huge big stone power plant, and if you guys wanted to see UFOs, all you'd have to do is come up here to the big stone power plant. It's one of the largest in the nation. And Is that atomic? no it's uh, it's just coal burning uh-huh. but uh you can sit out there on the hill my buddy and i sat there on the hill and i know airplanes i worked with delta airlines for a long time and we set up on a hill up there it's always clear and you can see the stars virtually every night and uh the, the sky above that thing is just swarming with it okay do you have cattle on your farm none at all no cattle whatsoever no livestock in any way none at all no sir
0: i'll be darned
5: but it's always between the last night, the thing looked like it was 40 feet. Did you get my letter? Yes. Okay. Last night, that object, I didn't stand around, and the night before last, I didn't stand around to really look at it, but it was about 40 feet diameter, and it was right between our hog house, and I ran back in the house and called the police department. We have a police scanner here, and by the time I called uh, and went back to look at the window, it had, it had dropped down to about an inch across, I mean, visually. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it keeps coming back, and... Uh, it's, you know, it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. Is this thing getting any closer to you? Yes,
0: it is. Yes. Okay, what was the uh, last time you saw it?
5: The last time we saw it was last night.
0: Last night. Uh-huh.
5: Huh. And it was back the night before that. The police came out here twice to see it. Saturday night, it was back. Did you get any electronic problems around there? Yes, sir. We're getting quite a bit of interference on our TV set and a lot of static on the police scanner. We thought perhaps it was our lead-in for our antenna on the television set, but the police scanner started acting up at the same time the television set did. Okay, any of the other uh, law enforcement agencies getting anything? Uh, no, sir, just the police department. Uh, that's it. Now, the man that works down there, you know, as I stated in my letter, the man that works that shift, he's not very diligent about writing on the log. But the right. police chief. He and he says, saw it also? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just saw the ball of light because by the time that he saw it from the city over our place, that's how big it was. We're five miles away from the city. And he saw this big, huge ball of light in the sky. And not only that, he was a, a licensed airplane pilot, too, you know. And he said, it's not an airplane.
0: Is anyone looking at this thing through a telescope or a spotting scope? Yes
5: sir, we've looked at it through binoculars on several different occasions and it's always the same changing of colors from red to orange to white to blue to green and back again the same sequence.
0: And constantly on the move?
5: Uh, well, no, it sits in Hoover's. The damn thing will sit there in Hoover and, and, and sit there but it seems like it knows uh, this object. I don't know, I'm a I'm kind of giving it, uh, personal features you know uh, uh-huh. but it seems like it knows if somebody's you know coming out to look at it or, or going to see it. i got in the car and tried to follow it the other night but it was just too quick for me it was gone how did that leave when you took off to follow it well no it left in there and i came in the house to make a long distance phone call or make make a phone call to the police department it uh-huh. was gone when i came back it wasn't gone but i mean it was it was out of the good clear visual range okay anyway. i'll tell you something i'm scared of it <laughs> Has anyone tried any pictures? No. I've got a professional photographer, but he was out of town that night that it was here. And he's planning on trying to get some pictures of it if it comes back. Uh, We're stymied. My folks are scared. My dad has a heart problem. He's a little upset about it. uh, (laughs) Well, it it hasn't made any threatening moves,
0: has it? No, sir. I don't think so. None of them usually do.
5: I just wish it would. Whatever it is, I wish you to land and, and uh, come up and have a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> <laughs> How far away is that power station? The power station is about uh, is about eight miles away, eight oh. to ten miles away from here. Okay. It's a huge It's a huge power station. Uh, in fact, it in something like. F- 40,000 tons of coal a day or some tremendous amount. It's, it, it serves this whole area through here. Do you have any of the uh, high transmission lines close by? Uh, I don't know if we have any transmission lines, high power transmission lines close by or not. I think there are. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it, it's, it usually comes from the direction of the radio station, right over the top of the radio station, KMSD radio. Okay. Have they have any problems that you know of? No, sir. I, I haven't spoke to any of the engineers out there at all with reference to it. Uh, so I don't know if they, they're having any um, transmission problems or not. Okay, and
0: no doubt then the power station is the that's attracting this thing.
5: Right, right. I think that's what it is. Uh, and I, I'm convinced it's, it's nothing from our, uh, from our global, you know, engineering. nothing that we've designed or anything. I, I'm just start, I'm assuming a lot of things, but I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Yeah. And it keeps coming back to between our barn and our hog house. I don't know what it finds so interesting there, but... Uh, okay, now how far is this away from the house? Uh, about uh, uh, fifty feet.
0: Well, that's Just, pretty darn close. Yeah. Okay, at that distance, uh, what estimate do you give in size?
5: Uh, I would said last night it was for the light on The night I saw which was the night before last, the light itself was forty feet across. Uh huh. About forty feet across. You
0: Still can't see any vehicle of any kind.
5: Well. The only, the only time we've seen, last night, or the night before last, again, when I sighted it, I didn't stand around. <laughs> I saw it. I was nonchalantly walking out to my car. I spotted it, and immediately came back in the house. So I didn't really look for any structure outside of the structure that my father and I viewed in the diagram that I sent. Uh-huh. Any mining in that area? Well, no mining whatsoever, No. No. Gas wells, oil wells? Uh, no no wells or, or uh, any energy uh, sources that would be around in this area at all. How far is the closest neighbor? The closest neighbor, I would say, is uh, one mile uh, directly north, or a mile and a half north, and then we have another neighbor in that general uh, direction, about uh, two miles away. Have you ever seen anything in their area? No, sir. No, sir. I haven't even visited with him, but I know that there's another farmer who's right. In fact, I was talking with him tonight. He sees himself, but he's seen it from some distance and was curious to know what it is. Another man, he has a police scanner, and of course, he always comes out and whenever he hears a police call, you know, tries to see what's going on. And he came out, he saw it himself. So, all in all, there's probably 12 or 14 people that have viewed this, and several of them are pretty knowledgeable about, you know, aircraft.
3: And
0: right.
5: Two or three of them are pilots, as a matter of fact. Okay, then the only close
0: approaches would be around your place. Yes, sir. Okay.
5: I'm sorry, this is costing you a pretty penny. It's going to like um, a Korean ward that your phone going. Important information. Uh, how about physical
0: or mental uh, experiences and sensations when yes, these things sir.
5: are in the area? It when, anything. when it's in the area, I wouldn't say that anybody has any physical or, or, or mental experiences, although that I know since it started coming, my, I have a heart problem. And I've, I don't know if it's because of what's going on or what it is, but I know both my father and I have really been feeling bad. As a matter of fact, our dog had a heart attack and a stroke just the other night, and we had to put it to sleep. I don't know if that means anything or not. But that did happen just the other night, and the dog was only seven years old. Was that a, did, was the object in the area that night? Uh, I believe so, yes. What night was that? Uh, that was uh, uh, last last Friday night. Last Friday, okay. Be oh, the no, a week ago tonight, I'm sorry. That'd be the 13th. Yes. Okay. And we, we had to put the dog asleep, sleep, and the vet said he hadn't, you know really seen anything like that before, that he had uh, apparently had a heart, a heart attack and a stroke both. Well, had that
0: dog shown any particular disturbance when the objects were in the area?
5: And all his veins were collapsed. Oh, no, uh, none that I noticed. I don't know if the dog was upset or anything at that time. We were concentrating so on what was going on that we really didn't pay any attention to him, Mr. Gribble. Okay. And I know that, like I say, both my father and myself have been feeling rather poorly and again, it might be stress or nerves or wondering what the devil it is, you know? Any dreams of any kind? Yes, sir. I'm telling you, I've had some dreams that have knocked you off <laughs> since that thing has come. It's, it, it, it's put a lot of, and I have a creepy feeling. I can't understand it, but I have a feeling like, uh, if I can explain it to you, and you won't think I'm insane. <laughs> Go ahead. I have a feeling like it's, it, it's coming back for somebody. That's just the feeling I have and the dream. That, and I told my folks that one night, I said, I know it's coming back, and it did come back. And uh, it's just, I have I have dreams a lot. Have you had any dreams, Well? I have dreams about uh, UFOs and things. It might just be because of the shock of the whole thing, but I, I have had about three or four, in fact, waking up in the night sweating from them because they're so frightening and so very real and vivid. Okay. Do you get the feeling that somebody's trying to communicate with you? Yes, sir, I do. Mentally? Well, I don't know if it's a. a I don't know. It's, a, it's an experience like I've never had before, and I tried to. You know, decipher the real feelings from the, the superficial things. At least they land and come in, and have a cup of coffee with you know? us. Uh, well, there's a few technical
0: problems involved there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well, I can assure you, there's no hostility. I don't. I doubt very much if there's any hostility intended. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's observation. In yes. the past, we have seen a very marked pattern from all over the world where they pick. Uh, certain individuals or certain families or certain groups where they make close approaches and appear to be either studying the individual or presenting themselves uh, so that they can uh, what they are doing is acting as a conditioning program to condition the individual or groups that here I am. Uh, I want you to believe, you know, uh-huh. that we exist. Yeah. No, no hostility meant, and all this. Yeah. We've seen this happen all over the world, and uh, people have had multiple experiences. But uh, of course, they get slightly frightened, and in some cases, uh, scared half out of their britches. Yeah, but uh, nothing never really happens to them in, in in the way of physical harm or. Hostility or anything.
5: As far as your experience of seeing the various individuals who might be controlling whatever this craft may be, assuming it is people, are, are they frightening to look at? It? No, in all the cases where we have had landings with the occupants,
0: uh, they have been uh, humanoids like ourselves, you know, none of this two head, four arm, four leg business. Uh huh but very much like ourselves, only varying in size and a few physical discrepancies the various uh, sh- different eyes, different ears, different shape, head, or size, head. and But uh, the general physical structure is the same. Uh-huh. But there is a communication problem because of what we call a, um, uh, a time gap between various civilizations, this is the theory mm-hmm. that's going around now. And an advancement in the uh, physical structure. Right, physical and mental advancement. They might be thousands of years ahead of us, and this presents a, uh, a problem in the field of biomagnetics, which our own science is just starting to learn a lot about.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, my belief is that we, uh, we as, as human beings, are, we don't reach a complete cycle in life. Uh, I feel that like it's kind of a metamorphosis thing, and we never have been able to transform ourselves into a structure that's really compatible with uh, with our existence.
0: This is just about what it amounts to, you know. You know.
5: Has anyone in your family ever been uh, bent
0: towards uh, having psychic type experiences? I have, sir. Okay. What type? Anything
5: particular? I'm be- able to locate things that are lost. Um, <laughs> I sound like I'm out in left field someplace, but these are things most people don't ask, and I don't usually tell about.
0: Well, these My are mother things.
5: can vouch for it, and, and she's listening to this conversation at the present moment. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm able to locate things that are lost just through psychic sensations and being able to find them. And I've always felt that I've had some psychic power, but I haven't been able to tap what it is exactly outside of that. Okay, then you see
0: what you're dealing with is a highly a mind with highly advanced cells. That once again we're getting into technical bit, and uh, people who have this ability uh, quite often put themselves very much on the same plane mentally. I'm speaking to the mind and the brain yes, as a higher advanced civilization. Yes, sir. And this is. We feel a necessity before the people on this planet or on our uh, our level of advancement can communicate with Definitely. anybody higher. There's a big there's a big uh, a wall there that keeps. Uh, w- this is the problem that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. I
5: might mention that. In our son's IQ test, he has an
3: extremely high IQ when the tests have been taken.
0: Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that.
5: And uh, he normally
0: doesn't like to tell it, so I will say it. Has your IQ increased any since the sightings have started, even above what uh, your usual count?
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know that, whether it has or not. I don't think he would know. Uh huh, okay. On that, even not he's on the other pole now. But uh, when he has that, I suggest I know they say that he's just a borderline genius, is what the doctor just told us. Uh-huh.
5: Uh, I mean, uh, like I don't think Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it means um, anything, but. <laughs> Yes, it,
0: it definitely uh, has a lot to do with it. Uh, we had a recent case in the Seattle area where a woman had a close approach and her IQ almost tripled for nearly a week. Oh, is that right? And uh, we know that science, uh, There's several universities in the country today working on this where they have found where the human being, when they suddenly become in contact with a electromagnetic or straight magnetic field, which is, uh, I'm speaking of those, the regular, uh, well, I won't get into it too technical, but a magnetic field, uh, which is different or stronger, that uh, it causes the biomagnetic clock within the, the human body to spurt forward. Uh, Their manner
5: of propulsion, then,
0: probably. This, we feel that the propulsion systems on these vehicles have something uh, very close to electromagnetic drive. And when an individual comes or gets fairly close, why many strange things start to happen, including an increase of I.Q. or even sudden healing of uh, physical wounds. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Again, our own science is getting into this and coming up with some very mind boggling discoveries. But I tell you what, we would like to do. Um, there's another UFO organization in the country much bigger than ours, and they have some very crackerjack investigators. And if possible, if we can get one in there, why well, we'd like to send them up and talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, really? It's getting a little
3: bright
5: <laughs> Have you tried light signals? No, sir. Uh-uh. None at all. The availability. Uh, the you know the the access to the light signal is not there at the time it's needed. Uh, I mean we haven't kept it handy, and I guess it's because we perhaps know they're coming back, but haven't really expected them to. You right. what I'm saying? And uh, so, and I have a feeling that if we make again, this again, is a strange, is a strange statement, but I have a feeling that if we make any effort or averted attempt at contacting them, that they won't come back. And personally, I'd like for them to come back. Right. Well, we have found that
3: uh, if they want to establish contact,
0: they will do it. Mm-hmm. I mean it it won't be necessary for you to step forward, but if they want as they feel that they can communicate with you without any problems, technical problems between you and them, uh, then they will do it without any problem. And I think that possibly they're continuous presence in your area would indicate that they are more or less conditioning you yes, for something in the future. I
5: have, uh, I have like I say, I absolutely haven't any fear of what's on board. Several people have suggested shooting it. No, oh, heavens no, don't do that. And uh, that's, you know, that's not feasible. And another part of my philosophy is that I won't even kill an ant or a fly. I don't believe in it uh-huh. And I, I won't do
0: it. <laughs> Well, I see you, can, you and I think much alike, yeah. but uh, no, there, there are a lot of people, especially law enforcement officers, have uh, been frightened by these things and taking shots at them. Of course, there hasn't been any repercussion, only to, they just move away is all. But uh, we'll try to get these people up there. I'll, I'll give them a call tomorrow morning, and uh, I'm sure that they must have someone in your area and uh, see if we can't get somebody down there to talk to you and maybe stand by and uh, watch for these things, too.
3: It was, uh, here tonight, but not, not close. Uh-huh. Uh, we could, I could see it over here in the southwest, again, I mean, from the south. And the southwest, was Yes. And tonight. But it, it was, well, if you didn't know what it, if you hadn't seen it up close, you know, you could probably think it
5: star or something like this. But it you know you want it to you, you know it is. Yes. Okay, we'll see what we can do about that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank it's you. been our pleasure. Great. Thank, Thank you. you so much, you
1: And that will conclude this week's Found Audio Show. Usually with these shows, I try to do them in some kind of a theme. I try to put them together where the calls are somewhat related in some way, shape, or form. I did a show uh, with something called um, You Won't Believe What Happened to Me, which had to do with really crazy experiences. I did another show where it was chased by UFOs, where people called in talking about how their cars were chased on and strange things happened to them. I try to go through and cherry pick the best of the weirdest calls. I don't want to get the ones on here where just like, oh yeah, there was a light flying in the sky. I want to get the calls that are very unique, very interesting, very different and have a strange story of some kind or another to tell. I have little folders on my desktop with theme-oriented ones that I'm working on for future shows. I've got one that has to deal with law enforcement personnel, which is kind of a callback to the show that we just recently did with police officers and the paranormal. I have another one set up where it has to do with air traffic controllers and airplane pilots and Air Force military personnel. These people are trained to spot what planes are in the sky. They deal with them every single day. So when something strange happens with them and they can't explain it and they go into detail, that sticks out to me. I have another one set up where it's school children and playgrounds and teachers and UFO sightings and landing that are dealing with massive, not massive, but large groups of children and, and, you know, different witnesses. So you're not just relying on the stories of children telling these stories. But um, usually how the process works is I'll grab all these phone calls or whatever you want and I'll put them onto my phone and I'll go upstairs and I'll hide in my little room upstairs and I'll turn the lava lamps on and I'll turn the little spark ball on grab me a six pack of beer, kick back and I'll just sit and listen to these calls as many of them as I can and when one strikes me I'll write the number of that call on a piece of paper, come down, transfer it over on the computer and I just save the stuff and you know it's fun to do but it is a process that takes a little while to put together then to clean them all up etc and so on and so on and so on and as I said there's a lot of hours of these calls. If you're interested in finding them go to uh, archive.org Type in Wendy Connors, Faded Discs, you'll find them. There's a little bit of digging, and you'll get them. And if you want to go through and listen to yourself, go for it. They're great. Anyways, I do have one more show about UFOs coming up, and that is going to be I'm interviewing the director of the Michigan UFO Network on the next episode, and we're going to talk about a brief, uh, if you want to call it, that history of UFO encounters in Michigan. I would like to, at some point, be able to talk to different MUFON directors from other states and have the same kind of shows with them and talk about significant. UFO sightings and events that have happened in states all over the United States if possible Um, some people are into ghosts some people into Bigfoots, some people into UFOs some people are just into the weird stuff we do again, that's the way Archivist works we bounce all over the place and as I said before, when I re-kicked this off and got it going, I wanted to go back and pay tribute to what we had done before and how we got started and hopefully get the gears rolling and start it all over again and see where it takes us this time anyhow, I'm going to close the show out with one of my favorite tool songs, it is a long one. This one is called Rosetta Stoned and it deals with a guy who's on a DMT DMT trip just outside of Area 51 that has an encounter with an extraterrestrial that gives him this great message to deliver to mankind, but he's an idiot and he forgot to write it down and he can't remember what they told him. Um, Again, be safe folks. It's still dangerous out there. This thing is still going. It is not screwing around. Don't be stupid. Stay home. Be safe. Take care of the ones that you can. Stay in contact with your friends, your relatives, because we're all shut indoors right now and it's affecting everybody this is rojan talk to you again soon peace out from detroit
3: Yeah, with some more slices and some beetles floating. He revealed to me his singular purpose. He said, you are the chosen one, the one who will deliver the message. A message of hope to for those who choose to hear it.